This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. We welcome back into the Joy Studios for 2019 our regular guest, editor-in-chief of the Star Observer, Matthew Wade. We're lucky enough to have the latest copy in our cold hands. And let me say, you're not the only one that seems to have a little touch-up over summer. What's the tweak and tuck of the latest edition of the Star Observer. <laughs> so obviously, oh, sorry, well, not necessarily obviously, but this year marks our 40th anniversary and so I thought it might be appropriate to give the magazine a bit of a facelift. So um, we rebranded it slightly, nothing too drastic, but we've given it a kind of slightly different masthead and the magazine itself just is laid out a bit differently. So hopefully our readers will enjoy it, but it's just something to kind of mark the, the significance of, I guess, this year in particular. So um, we've really tried to like drill it in on each page that it's our 40th and, you know, it's, it's a big milestone. 40 years is a massive 40 thing. years is a big deal yeah. for any print in this Well, exactly, that too, exactly. I mean, Mardi Gras, I mean, obviously it's not a publication, but they celebrated 40 years last year, which is incredible, but we've been around nearly as long as that. And yeah, for some for print, which is often, you know, a struggling medium these days, like yeah. it's incredible that we're still going. So yeah. And if you notice the section's been taken out, once I featured in it and then my partner last month oh, yeah. taken out the Vox Box <laughs> segment because a uh, page, you can't get any better once you've had me and my partner. Well, that's it. We had out. you We had you on there, Dylan. We just thought, well, look, we set the bar way too high. It's unrealistic to keep that same energy, so we scrapped it. Yeah. Oh, and actually, yeah, actually, in, in light of that, sorry, just following on from that, there are new sections in the magazine as well. So aside from having a visually a, a different kind of look, um, we've got new seg- regular segments in there as well. So, yeah. Well, I was reading that, Karen from Finance. Yeah. So um, I guess it's, it's not necessarily a dated thing. I mean, people have been doing it for a very long time, but the idea of having like an agony aunt to answer questions, um, we've wanted to do that for quite a while, but we're trying to find someone that might be good to do it. And Karen from Finance was interested. So we thought that what, what's better than people sending in questions about sex, love, relationships yeah. and whatever to a drag queen. So, yeah, we got the first one in this issue. But what I was very excited, I can see here that we got a thing about gay nudists. Yeah, so um, there's this, uh, I guess, regularly recurring event called uh, Nude Man Fest um, or in Sydney, I think it has a different title, but the idea is that it's kind of a weekend where usually in rural Victoria or New South Wales where... Well, they don't usually have it at Fitzroy Gardens. Well, yeah, you that's know, a like good point, yeah. Happen, yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, same-sex attracted men can head along and... Um, just, yeah, be naked for the whole weekend. And did you enjoy yourself and come back with that tan line? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is that um, I guess through this piece and through speaking to people at this um, event and people that have gone, uh, I guess some people might have the misconception that it's like it has, I guess, a sexual undertone. And while some people there might, you know, get lucky, yeah. um, that's really not the kind of main point. Like a lot of people go there just to kind of feel... I guess, liberated and empowered and happy with themselves and their own body. And it's not just a certain type of body as well. I think when people think of, I guess, queer events where people are wearing little clothing, they might have this misconception again that it's just a bunch of muscle Mary, you know. Of the DNA pool party. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not like that. I mean, they were saying all different body shapes and sizes are there and it's really quite um, I'd be amazing. Worried. Yeah. I'd be worried. Yeah, I wouldn't. That, that I, 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 you know, I might be turning fifty, but I don't have much control downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> it comes okay. and goes when it wants. I don't, you know, a wind comes down the middle of Burke Street, and I, I'm, I'm up. Yeah, <laughs> but for undies, I don't know. Undies kind of like a bra. You kind of need them for support. I feel. 
Oh, well, for the, for the that, that's hormones. another question we can talk about next but week. But you don't just want, <laughs> just want dangling. But you know what? I think that, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously you can do many different things on this retreat or, the, or these events, but um, I think it just, if you, if you get out of your mind the idea that it's a kind of sexual thing, you can kind of just enjoy it without feeling, you know, without it being awkward or uncomfortable. And I, I really like that events like this really champion, like, body positivity yeah. and self-love. I just think that's really beautiful, yeah. And I think as a community we need to be moving forward with body. And, look, you actually, you've actually got something in there about, you know, what's consent got to do with it, mm. which has got to do with, you know, the importance of consenting queer spaces like sex clubs or... Even just... Saunas. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think the... Talk, talks around sexual assault and rape and things like this have been quite prevalent over the last couple of years, but they've often taken a kind of heterosexual viewpoint. Um, but consent is a, a large issue in the queer community as well. I mean, even from personal experience, you know, whether it's a sex on premises venue, a nightclub, even just um, more casual events that aren't, don't even necessarily involve alcohol or anything like that. Um, lines can get blurred between what's consensual and what's not and I think um, it's important to educate the community on what is so we kind of have spoken to we actually spoke to a glow officer and also a couple of people that are running a consent fest in a couple of weeks about I guess why it's important to make clear why consent is important and especially in uh, spaces like that. So we do have Matthew Wade here the editor-in-chief of the Star Observer. Yes. Have you seen Warren? On <laughs> well, have I seen him? You're an investigative journalist. On We're wondering if you've <laughs> digged into the archives. No, I haven't. But he enjoys kind of getting out of the city and doing like sporty kind of things, right? So maybe he's out and about. No? That's true. No, you probably are right. Yeah. But look, here we are to talk about <laughs> this month's Star Observer. And look here, it says uh, a very big one here is gender diverse bodies. Yeah, so that's actually our cover story this month. Um, basically, I guess um, for gender diverse and trans people, they face disproportionate uh, like scrutiny and stigma around their bodies. Um, I think a lot of cisgender people feel entitled to invade on their personal space and ask them questions you know, invasive questions about their bodies and things like that. So I thought it would be cool to speak to a few different artists and performers in that community about how they use that medium of performance or art to, uh, I guess, address that stigma or destigmatize trans and gender diverse bodies. And it was really, uh, I had some really amazing conversations through it. So our cover stars there on the, the cover, um, you know, they were talking about how uh, they've grown up with a lot of shame around their bodies because, you know, people ask them these really intrusive questions or people see them as other. Um, and so I guess, but when they're on the stage, they feel empowered. They feel amazing. They feel like they can control the narrative around their own identities and their bodies. So and those bodies on that cover are beautiful. It's mm. an so, a stunning uh, photo, yeah. You know, it's for somebody who stresses about what my body looks like. You're thinking... <laughs> You don't have a problem. Look at that. Yeah. No Kylie or Danny tattoos on them, though. You don't know. They could be hidden. They could They could be hidden. Yeah, Just true. like the hidden queerness of the films in the Oscar 8, there can be 100 people in a room <laughs> up for a Best Actress Golden Globe and then one of them can be Glenn Close. That is so triggering because I was rooting for A Star Is Born and Lady Gaga in all the categories and they got robbed of the Golden Globes. Sorry, not sorry, Bohemian Rhapsody, but anyway. Um, yeah, we put a piece in this issue about um, how much queerness is in the Oscar hopefuls this year. Like, pretty much nearly almost all of the films have some sort of either queer subtext, subplot, or even in more overt ways. Like, the favourite is ostensibly overtly queer. Um, and we're kind of saying how, I mean, I don't know if you guys, uh, I guess, follow, like, the trailers or the lead-up or the promotional material for these films, but they really erase the queerness of those movies in the lead-up. So if you watch the trailer for Green Book or The Favourite or... Can You Ever Forgive Me or Mary Queen of Scots or whatever it may be, they erase any kind of little trace of queerness that's in the movie, even though when you watch it, it's quite prominent, like in some cases. Once they've got your money for the ticket, once they've got your popcorn money, then they can shove the gays. Well, it's interesting, and this is, I mean, our writer, the cultural writer who put this piece together was kind of suggesting that... Um, 
it's more economically viable to hide that part of the film because it kind of gets people in. They can still be, they can still write these amazing stories that are about people in our community. But I guess hypothetically, if they were to make it really obvious in the trailers and stuff that it was a very queer movie and there were queer characters, it might not make as much money. I think that was um, the suggestion. Do you like Lady Gaga's chances at the Oscars? Well, now with uh, that she's kind of been robbed at Golden Globes, like her chances, I guess, are more slim. But um, look, Glenn Close has been around for a very long time, and she, I think, has yet to win Oscar gold. So I mean, she is she would be deserving, and the wife is incredible but Lady Gaga yeah I was so it's a token Oscar we're going to give to no Glenn that's Coast. not bad. Is that what you're going to you like know? maybe she's old <laughs> she's done it for a long time I mean she's probably not going to be here next year you know if she didn't win the best actress uh, Oscar for 102 Dalmatians in 2000 then she's... or Fatal Attraction that's one of my favourites to be honest but the point is yeah the, um, Lady Gaga yeah she was she, well she won best actress for the National Board of Review yesterday so she's, got, she's getting some accolades she did really great in the movie she yeah. did really good it's a shame that other guy opposite at him struggled to produce the movie that well. Wait, do you mean Bradley Cooper? There was the, I don't I didn't find it a very well produced shot movie. Oh, Did no. you find it quite shallow? <laughs> <laughs> actually I found Barbara's a lot better from the eighties. Oh and that's actually critically that one's considered not as good like in terms of out of all the different iterations, it's considered maybe less. But I haven't watched that Rick, one. I, I enjoyed it and there was that one back here with Liza back in the seventies, yeah. which was great, yeah. Wow. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and you also have an interview with the first trans man to box at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. Yeah, so Thomas Page McBee has just put together, a, I guess, a memoir about that experience boxing. Um, you know, he was saying how when he first transitioned, he had a lot of insecurities about his own body. So just so, yeah, this issue of Star Observer more broadly looks at a lot of uh, stories around the body. So obviously we have consent, transgender diverse bodies, nudity, like nudists. Um, and this one in particular, Thomas, he's basically, oh, sorry. Well, it is midsummer and we're on the way into Mardi Gras, so it is all about how good wow. our Body looks, um, isn't it? <laughs> Even though it shouldn't be, but I understand what you're saying. But the, with this Thomas guy, he was saying how, I guess he was feeling um, insecure about his own body, so he decided to get into boxing and really get super fit and feel great about himself. And obviously boxing traditionally has been a really hyper-masculine um, straight arena for straight men and cisgender men. And he was just saying how, I guess, he got to kind of delve into this arena of toxic masculinity and kind of help to disrupt it a little bit by being himself, like being a trans man and being accepted for the large part. Um, it's a really inspiring story. Well, and we're going to have him on our show in a couple of weeks. Beautiful. So if you don't have time to read it in the Star yeah. Observer, don't <laughs> worry, just listen to Tom and Warren in a couple of weeks. We'll have him on. That's and great. Matt, you've got a good body, a good body of work with the Star <laughs> Observer out this month, but also QNN on Joy. You can listen to it every Wednesday at midday or download the podcast. Thank you pleasure thank you for coming in and we'll see you next month yes anytime thank you thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community